Um, yeah, I only learned yesterday or the day before that the fire the fires game this weekend's actually at home. Yeah, we've been talking. I didn't. I I just how have you just like not been paying attention? You know, I mean that's it's fair. It's honestly fair because I forget everything by the time I finish recording. I just because we've been talking about the stuff, but I just hadn't clicked that it was the home opener was this week. I always thought the home opener was the week after or sometime in the future. I'm not the smartest man, to be fair. Hey, this is Sad Boys West End. I'm Jiggly. I'm still Adnan. I am RJ. Did you say West Ham or West End? I think I said West End. I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> full send at this stage. We're not going to I think West End is a is a isn't a soccer team, but it's a it's a theater. <laughs> I've heard West End before. It's a theater I company. I, as, think. I just know that as a Chicagoland area. I think the West End. West End is, Theater is like is. It's oh, it's like, a professional theater, yeah, yeah. in London. <laughs> Way to go, Jiggly. We're we're this episode. We are named after a theater. This episode, apparently. I mean, I I. I was just I was playing football manager and I thought that would be a dumb name, wouldn't it? Because I, I saw South End and I thought, what if we were West End? Hey, respect South End. <laughs> the shrimpers, they might get relegated into the football leagues, which would be unfortunate. But I, scary times for the boys. All right, we are we are a day late here, guys. And uh, short. Hey, oh. I mean, sorry. I'm, we're all, I'm all, well. I got a new microphone, so Flex that's fine. <laughs> Flex on everyone. The you'll, official... be watch, you'll be watching the fire game from the helicopter, as we joked about last week. <laughs> the official Yeti, the official uh, microphone of good voice actors. I need to get a pop filter. I forgot to get a pop filter. Yeah, that's what uh, I have. I have the Yeti Blue. Oh, okay. So then I guess RJ's fancy too now. I've always had it. Oh, I guess. Nice one. Anyway. Nice one. Uh, long can... start. <laughs> We've had a very weird start here, and we can start off with uh, with the Premier League, I guess. Main thing is that the biggest result is that West Ham were up three 0 against Leicester. They need, it was three two at the end, but they, it was a pretty convincing victory, all things considered. Which now means that they are in fourth. And to read out how close things are, it's Leicester fifty six, West Ham fifty five, Chelsea fifty four, Liverpool fifty two. And those four teams will competing will be competing for the last two spots because Tottenham are bottle jobs. I don't see them coming back into it. Everton are bottle jobs. I don't see them coming back into it. So yeah, that's the top four race. If Leicester Leeds? Leeds are somehow still in tenth, remarkably enough, but they're on a three-game winning streak and they beat Le- City beat as City. Wall down, man. Wall down, a man. They beat City. The Premier League season doesn't doesn't continue to surprise things. So then, what was funny is that we've. We've harped about how impressive this Leicester team is for staying relatively high up in the league's table, even after their their one year win. But if they bottle top four again, they that could that's bad news for them because they they bottled it last year. To be fair, they didn't get I any mean, favorable calls, and then this year if they bottle it again, that'd be very tough. Is it really bad news for them? Yeah, like if you think about it, it's you can't cluster. bottle it twice in a row though. It's it's still Leicester. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we should make fun of Liverpool and Leicester is still happy to be here. (laughs) No, I wouldn't put considering the amount the lead they had earlier this season. Missing Champions League would be bad for them at this stage. If they if they just finish fifth normally, fair play to them. 
but they they've been in that top region for I so mean, long. What what if what of their uh what if their best players would leave the team if they didn't make the Champions League? Because Jamie Vardy's going to stay there for life at this point. Yeah, I just... I think they're only... Oops, I'm sorry. That was real loud. Um, I think the only player who would possibly leave because of no Champions League would be James Madison. Or That's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. recognize that name from FIFA. <laughs> from FIFA. Um Oh, I'm sorry if I'm echoing right now. Um, All good. That's only a player. It's like I no one has expectations for Leicester. I think everyone recognizes they're a good side, but if they don't make Champions League, then they don't make Champions League. They don't have the expectations like um, uh, United, Chelsea, uh, City, Arsenal. So, if anything, this season um, Arsenal is the biggest failure. And Liverpool also for their shambolic title defense, but it's it's Liverpool. Liverpool, uh, we're going to get to this later on, I guess, but uh, Liverpool is not going to be winning a single uh, trophy this season because they just got knocked out of the Champions League. So, um, Yeah, but that means years happen i mean if unless united win the europa league it'll be another year of them without a trophy um chelsea probably won't have anything either liverpool going from like top of the world for a couple of years in terms of you know they've they won the champions league and they won uh they won the uh premier league and then they won the club world cup whatever i mean yeah technically speaking i guess they did win one trophy and it was a club world cup What's that, this man? The Club World Cup always just happens, and it's always hard to remember no, when it happened World or why it happened. Wait, last, oh. last season. Yeah, that Club World Cup was... Oh, yeah, the yeah. one that I'm thinking of was... Uh, who won it? Was that? Bayern won it this Bayern. year. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. The one no. where people had memes about the game not even happening. <laughs> because, to be fair... I watched the game, and I completely forgot... <laughs> That's what surprised me because we rocked with this podcast and you guys were both talking about the game because you had watched it. I'm like, hold on, you guys knew this was a thing? <laughs> then again, I didn't realize the fire of this game this weekend was a home game. So that just goes to show how much I know, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. I'm like one of the few who rates the Club World Cup, mainly because I am I myself are a 10-time champion and football manager. So, Really, the only people who care about the Club World Cup are people who've played football manager. And South American teams. That's true. Uh, Oh, the South American teams love the Club World Cup because you, you it gives talk, them a chance. You talk to any real South American fan, like one that's willing to make animated photoshops. So. Just, just speak, just speaking on uh, on South American soccer for a second. I just love how everywhere else in the world has a uh, the continental competition is named after the uh, is named after the confederation Federation. yeah same after the federation and then in south america it's libertadores and i really love how they are ha- that different they got something I to break it to jiggly i think it's called the conable libertadores to be fair well yeah but it's known as libertadores so but that's like europe being known as the champions league to be well, fair. i mean europe is the champions league north uh concacaf is known as the champions league too it's also and, just yeah locally just called as copa oh fair yeah so anyway uh we can move on to uh what bundesliga now i guess yeah i mean bundesliga is kind of 
the big thing was wait did this no it was the last week on frankfurt yeah last week so, was uh was Byron so things have been kind of service as normal frankfurt actually beat wolfsburg in a big game so they've kept their seven point advantage against Dortmund, which is used so Dortmund looking increasingly likely that they'll miss out on champions league qualification and they certainly won't be able to do it by winning the Champions League this year because they're out, as we'll get to later. Uh, Bremen have lost again, but they lost to Leipzig, who are good. They played Dortmund, who are also, to be fair, good this weekend. So even though they've lost a bunch, there's still not really too much of a reason to worry just yet. But well, They're going to be going up against Leipzig again in the Pokal, which is what you think they're going to win. So. Well, I don't, to be fair, I don't think, but I've <laughs> unbelievable. I've put my face, it's, like, it's like fire fans in the Open Cup, you know. You don't actually think they're doing it, but you, you always have the, the hope and the belief. And what's 3D chess from the brain manager is that he played a bunch of bench players in that game and the brain immediately got smashed as a result. But it's funny that, is it 3D chess where he's playing the backups for Leipzig to think we're actually that bad? And then bang, you surprise him? Probably not, but I like to think yeah. that at least. It, it sounds like 5D, honestly. Pause. That's too much D. Hey, oh. Hey. Uh, yeah, that's what that's it for. Schalke won. That's, hey. that's the last thing. Schalke won. Hey. Oh, did, did the one American kid score? No. 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 Okay. Um, but yeah, that's they're still definitely going down. The American kid didn't even start. He got on later on. Yeah, because they've got Klaasian Huntelar back of all, of all signings. So at least <laughs> at least Schalke and Dortmund are, are both failing together. One failing harder than the other, of course, but still, relatively speaking. Well, uh, we got uh, Serie A now. Uh, I typed in the wrong thing on Google, and it, sa- it showed me something else, and I was very concerned by it. I don't know what I typed. Uh, Serie A, uh, Inter is still, will- is still winning, so, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much right now. Uh, Juventus is climbing back <sighs> up. They are now in third. Uh, they won against Napoli, and then they won their next game. I think that was against Genoa. And they are now in third, one point behind Milan, a point ahead of, uh, ahead of Atalanta, and two points ahead of Napoli. So, yeah, right now, uh, second through fifth in Serie A is like a point between each of them. And, I mean, at any moment, Milan can fall down to fifth. At any moment. Yeah, and four points. Yeah, so I want to see Juventus be the one that slips because that's just funny to me, but it very well could be Milan. Uh, Atalanta looked pretty good. Atalanta versus Fiorentina was actually on ABC on Sunday. Uh, so that was, that, was inter- that was interesting. You don't why? normally see that. I don't know why. I, I don't think there was like, I don't remember seeing anything about like, uh, about rights being sold for like specific game. Like it was just on ABC. <laughs> At uh, there's there's a guy that I know that I talk about anime with, and he's not a soccer fan. He's more of like a football basketball fan, uh, and he just messaged me like, "Should I be watching Serie A right now?" Because it was just randomly on national television on ABC, and it wasn't even that good of a game. <laughs> well, I would not recommend Serie A to anyone. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I told. Anyone. I, I, I told him that Serie A has not been good since 2009 when Maldini retired. <laughs> like, it has not been worth it. Uh, RJ, yeah. did you see who scored the winner for Inter Milan in the last game? Who, Ashley Young? Mateo, close. Mateo Darman. Really? And that put no. a smile on my face. 
I knew it was one of them. Um, there, there's also speaking of Syria. Before we move on, there's there's talks of a Pogba Ronaldo uh, swap deal. Wait, so Ronaldo going to United? Yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem too surprising. To be fair, there's a lot of people that Ronaldo's maybe yeah, find a big move. Beckham seems pretty confident he'll come to Inter. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's funny though how how Ronaldo just basically like dunked on United so many times. Like, do you remember when he showed his abs when he scored that goal against United? I think two yeah. or three years ago, and United fans still sing his name. I mean, fair play to you know both of them. That's like. Michael, oh no, never mind. That's a bad comparison. So, carry on. Okay. Uh, Understandable. Uh, I'm just. Uh, oh, sorry, gun. I I need to fix my gain. Um, I'm just saying that United fans are are a weird bunch. Yeah. Yeah. You only told me twice. Uh. Let's see. La Liga now. Uh, Madrid take El Clasico with a smash and grab 2-1 victory. Like, they got the goals within the first 20 minutes and then, like, lost the possession battle the rest of the game. Uh, But Barcelona couldn't take it. I think, what, the the one goal that Barcelona scored was was an Olimpico from uh, Messi. So, you know, a normal Barcelona game where Messi has to try to carry them, but it doesn't work. Uh, Atletico Madrid took a draw against Real Betis, though. So that means that the current standings have Atletico on top at 67 points, Madrid uh, Madrid at second with 66 points, and Barca on third with 65 points. Uh, Barcelona does have the goal differential by a wide margin, but I mean they are the one who are the ones who are backed by two points. And things could get interesting in La Liga for once. <laughs> no, no. Barcelona are, are done for. It's because I mean they were on a massive winning streak there. That doesn't I mean, mean anything. Yeah, well, I put they I clawed put themselves hash- back to this point. They, though, it's like yeah, but they call themselves back because there's no pressure. Once the pressure goes back on them, that's what. Like I should I should have put the hashtag fraud alert on RG's behalf. But Ronald Coleman <laughs> is not a great manager, and I very much do not think that he'll be able to get the job done at the end of the day. I'm trying to look at uh, who, what teams they have left. And I do not, we do not have the time for me to go through all of this. And I do not have the patience to go through all of it, but it looks like Barcelona might actually have the harder, the larger strength of schedule there. So yeah, they, they They're probably will model it. Uh, Champions league, uh, both Bayern and Porto win while also losing. Uh, Porto lost to Chelsea on aggregate while PSG had the away goals on Bayern. While uh, I was waiting, uh, City and uh, Manchester City and Real Madrid advanced. Uh, I tried watching the games and I was not paying attention. <laughs> Dorman had a chance until Emery Chan decided just to uh, commit a handball in the penalty area because he he went to go head the ball away and just had his arm in a really weird position and he headed it off his own arm and it was called a penalty and City ultimately scored another one to put the game to bed. But yeah. And then I that was half paying attention to Real Madrid Liverpool, and I think Liverpool had some like decent chances or like half chances, but they couldn't score, and then they needed to on the night anyway, so it never really came too close. I had the Liverpool game on 
for almost the entire game from like the 22nd minute or something to like the 67th minute. And I'm just sitting there with it on and I'm just like, nobody's scored yet. I haven't seen any sort of fun excitement. I'm just not watching this. That's fair. Yeah. So uh, up next is everyone's favorite segment, the J League. Uh, we got Shonan Belmare. Uh, Shonan beat San Freche 1-0. And they are mid-table now, guys. Uh, RJ, how do you feel about that? All right. <laughs> Shonan is mid-table. I'm happy. Like, I'm, just, I'm happy that I have a chance to, like, to watch them. So I'm not really... Uh, you know, my, my heart still belongs to Chicago soccer. I mean, I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan of Shonan and I'm happy, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, oh, I'm, I'm happy that football's happening. So <laughs> a pure uh, football Tokyo, purist. FC Tokyo, uh, was crushed under the weight of Kawasaki four to two. They are now sitting in eighth place. I mean, they were on a good run, and Kawasaki is just too strong at this point. So, it, you know what? You take the, you take that loss. Uh, the Can big thing, though, being material mediocrity at this stage. You know, you had the dream run last year. You had the cup win. You failed to. You, you they were stripped of the, the the cup. As like, I I always like referencing the cup, but I can never remember the name of it, which is sad. <laughs> the, the South American Japanese crossover event. But now, just don't get relegated, and you'll be fine, boys. Lads. Uh I, the big Go on. I wish I wish uh there were more collaboration cups like that. I, I know MLS oh, has yeah. that, that weird thing with Liga Emekis, but I I, I want to say something like uh you remember against the, the champion cup? against EFL championship. I want to see like oh, that'd be nice. You remember the Sister Cities Cup? No. Okay, uh, yeah, I didn't go to a single one of those games, but it was held at Toyota Park. Uh, it was like PSG, Red Star Belgrade. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, well, I mean, the fire was in it too. What was the fourth team in that? I completely, I'm completely blanking on it, and I'm not looking it up right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I couldn't help you because I've got no idea what you're on about. Oh, uh, man. Oh, oh wait, uh, Adnan. Uh, it's actually TBA now between FC Tokyo. And uh, defense, defense from defense. Who put the I'll say this old team? Nice. The 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 uh, that's the big game team. in Tokyo. Just gotta the get ready for that. The fourth team is uh, Liga Warsaw. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, Red Star Belgrade won it actually, not PSG. Uh, I don't think PSG would have sent their strongest squad to that. To be fair, I mean it's a preseason tournament. They should at least have the pride to win a preseason tournament. The Fire were the worst team there and did not score a single goal. <laughs> oh, December 11th, 2021, FC Tokyo against... Uh, that match, I guess, just to make sure that would be safe for COVID reasons. Here we go, uh, boys. I, I'm, I'm, looking at, uh, I'm looking at the games uh, from, the, from the Sister Cities Cup and actually the the final went to penalties, and that's where Red Star won seven to six on penalties. Uh, anyway, just say Red Star Belgrade, please, because that you know that just kind of confuses me. I know what you mean, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'll, stop they talking, say back home. I'll stop talking about Belgrade. Sorry, we're sorry. One thing that RJ telling me about the Cup being rescheduled reminded me: the second 
of this year's Copa del Reyes will take place on Saturday as it's Barcelona versus at Atlantic Club Bilbao. So let's see if Bilbao can make sure they don't lose two straight Copa del Rey finals in the span of weeks. That is all. Uh-uh. I wanted to get that back in there because I remember I remembered it was a thing. Anyway, we got very off track from the J League. Uh, Sarazo Osaka is actually the bigger story involved with what we're, with uh, teams falling out of contention here. Uh, they took a 2-2 draw to a shorthanded Avispa Fukuoka and a 2-1 loss to Tokushima Vortis. And they are now they have now dropped down to fifth place. They still have they've still played the most games out of any team in the league right now, which means there's a lot of teams that can catch up and go above them at this point. Uh, and those two teams aren't really supposed to be good teams. So this is kind of concerning for uh, Serzo. Uh, elsewhere, Kawasaki and Nagoya are still both undefeated, but Nagoya does have one extra draw that they took instead of a win. As, and they also have a game in hand uh, over Kawasaki. Well, well uh, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but I'm doing a road to glory with... Uh... Serzo Osaka and Football Manager. I think I posted up a screenshot. Um, I got promoted from J2. I won J1. Didn't win any of the domestic cups. I'm currently in the semifinals of the AFC Champions League against Al Ali, which is now being led by Troy Deeney after he got kicked out of Real Madrid. So, no, actually, no. He went to the fire after Real Madrid. But he got what? kicked out of the fire. So. Um, yeah, I this think I have a, like a joke. I have a screenshot of that actually when he went to the fire. It, it sounds like, like RJ is you, controlling everything on his own. Yeah, yeah, a meme that you specifically created. <laughs> no, I'm not. That. No, I think it was Anthony. Yeah, so Anthony Marshall resigned. Here, let me just send over the old tweet. Are you but... into the future? Anthony Martial's already coaching. Dearie me. I uh, and my. How is this? It's just this is wrong. This just feels wrong. That's not the real Chicago Fire either. Frank Lampard is like head of youth development for uh, the Colorado Rapids, and um, (laughs) I I don't know what's going on. It's just like, oh, I broke my desk. Um, (laughs) Pure anger from RJ trying to think about what's going on here. It is pure anger because it's like, what's going on? RJ trying what to is... play a respected football simulator, and he's seeing Troy Deeney rock up the. <laughs> what is this, Amelia Watson? Anyway, well, that's a reference. Uh, that's, that's, that's a, a reference that no one's gonna get. That's, that's that one's just for me. That's fair. <laughs> Keep that in my pocket. Uh, anyway, Sagantosu is finally dropping off. They've lost uh, three of their last five. Uh, they did win one game in between that losing streak, but they they've lost three of their last four, and it they, is bad. They lost to a team who was coroned like left and right. Yeah. So I mean, they they're 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 going back to normal. So uh, also, uh, I did mention them uh, beating Serzo Osaka, but uh, Tokushima Fortis uh, was just recently promoted last season, and they're now in ninth they're just below fc tokyo so you know what that's something that that is interesting uh they're above like kashira race all they're above kashima antlers they're above the reds so i mean i i kind of want to see them keep going but it doesn't seem like that's gonna last anyway uh that's it 
hopefully, uh, hopefully RJ uh, can fix his can 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 fix the desk. Anyway, we got uh, women's soccer because the NWSL was on something this past week. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna have to cover a lot of things at the start and then get to the discussion part about these things later on because this is there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts in this. So the Red Stars. Can, can you just say really fast, like? Gotham FC is actual real thing, and I am very, very disappointed. Yeah, Gotham it, FC is a real thing. <laughs> respect. No, no, no respect. <laughs> I'm just. You look, RJ, York- it cannot be worse than Sky Blue FC. If they rebranded from anything else to to, to Gotham FC, I I kind of see what you mean. Like, it's kind of cringy. But they're New not Jersey, Sky Blue New FC. New York for Gotham FC. That's like. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim tier right there. Okay, that's... What's wrong you know what? with just... I don't even know. You guys know. They're not Sky Blue. That's all that matters, RJ. Come on. <laughs> you gotta remember how bad Sky Blue FC was. Uh, Gotham FC does come into play later on in this story, but let's start with... Uh, the first game was uh, the Red Stars taking a scoreless draw against uh, the Houston Dash. It was, It was just a real sloppy, messy game. Like, Everybody looked like they were not ready to play this year. Uh, the Red Stars still can't score, but their defense is pretty def- decent. Uh, Sarah Gordon continues to be one of the best defenders in uh, in America right now. But also the other big thing is that after the game, uh, Gordon's boyfriend was racially profiled. Uh, we're going to get to that later because this whole thing connects for some strange reason. And it's weird. Uh Let's move on to the next game of the first night, which is the Portland Thorns livening up that opening night with a 2-1 win over Kansas City. The big thing was the four red cards after the 90th minute. Uh, Simone Charlie got a second yellow in the 90th minute. Mark Parsons was ejected for arguing the call on that second yellow. And then the big thing was a fight. Morgan Weaver uh, basically bullied Kristen Edmonds in the corner, taking her down way behind the ball after fully grabbing onto her and going down with her. Edmonds responded by punching Weaver in the face, starting a fight. Both players were sent off. Uh, the NC Courage beat uh, Washington 3-2. Racing Louisville picked up a draw at the death against Her Orlando. I'm sorry. I forgot there's a team called NC Courage. <laughs> North Carolina Courage, yes. And you know what? You just reminded me of Racing Louisville. I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> NWSL team. Look, none of these NWSL team names are worse than the than the Women's Empowerment League in in Japan. Hey, there was a team that was just called Magic Jack at some stage. To be fair, well, that was WPS. That was WPS. Uh, so let's talk about Houston and then the Disco. Uh, so Houston initially responded to Gordon's concerns about her boyfriend being accosted by security by talking about COVID protocols. Uh, Houston basically thought that she was oh complaining about the covid protocols and how uh the there's a minor detail in Gordon's account about how all the white Houston players were allowed to talk to their families while her boyfriend was being pushed back by security. So, yeah, that wasn't the point and Houston got rightfully ridiculed by it. Uh Red Stars players and a coach all spoke up about this. Also uh part owner Sarah Spain also mentioned stuff. Uh this does connect into things. Alyssa Hugh also made a comment. Connects Sorry. into things. Sarah Spain, part owner. Yes. The one on ESPN. Yes. She's part owner of the Red Stars or of Houston? Yes. Red Stars. Man, I know so little. 
Uh, Israel Donage is a part owner of the Red Stars now, too. Israel Donage. <laughs> I haven't heard Israel Donage's name in forever. I I was looking th- I was looking How through the list. It's like, is there anyone who I know on here? Yeah, I remember Sierra Spain. I met her at a at one of the tailgates. Oh, Israel Adonisse. What? Oh, so this is what he's up to now. <laughs> Do you remember how to spell Israel Adonisse? Uh, I D O N I J E. Was that I'll perfect? I'll look it up later. Uh, uh, I've made a mess of this Google search. To be fair. Anyway, I D O N I J E. Yes. So uh, we're kind of taking this a bit lightly here because we're very distracted by other things. And also, I'm not used to the way that I'm recording right now. Uh, But uh, so, yeah, Houston finally made a statement about the racial profiling allegations later on. But the statement wasn't exactly the right move either. Pretty much Houston just bottled the whole thing and looked really, really bad uh, about confronting racism. Anyway, on Tuesday... Good thing we did not record on Tuesday because all this came together on Tuesday. Uh, The disciplinary committee uh, released their first report of the season. Uh, First of all, the disciplinary committee rescinded Weaver's deserved red card and slapped an extra game onto Edmund's suspension. So, uh, Adnan, did you you watch the the video that I sent? Was it of the fight? Yeah, of the fight. I've seen the clip of the fight, I believe. So basically, like Weaver very clearly is grabbing onto, uh, is grabbing onto Edmonds and pulls her down. Edmonds did overreact, but I mean, at the same time, Weaver is not playing within the within the game. And I, you know what? It's one of those where you just confirm the call on the field. You don't need to rescind that. And yeah, it that that rescinding that call makes no sense. So what are your opinions? Just like looking at that play at least i barely remember to be fair i just i just sent it you could look at it right now again okay no it's 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 in there yeah it's in there it's it's in our chat i sent it oh is it the nwsl's back baby oh yeah that that video i'd actually see it on twitter on my on my own before then because i was trying to figure out i remember watching it but yeah it's it's for some reason in football the response is always seems to be punished more yeah. than the actual foul. I mean, yeah, both I mean, deserve you, a red. You can't you can't treat one worse than the other at that stage. To be fair, so they rescinded Weaver's red card and slapped an extra game onto Edmund. And also after the game, Megan Klingenberg had some had some comments about uh, officiating in the NWSL, but they weren't really like any sort of incendiary comments. She was just saying that if the players in the NWSL are deemed world-class and they need world-class officiating and they don't have it at the moment. They weren't, that, those weren't really strong comments, but uh, she got fined and they also handed out fines to Gotham and the Red Stars because of Sarah Spain and Alyssa Hugh tweeting about Sarah Gordon's situation and, you know, not even directly mentioning it uh sarah spain just said that she supports the player's decision to to speak up about the incident and uh Alyssa hugh was talking about making sure that uh women's soccer was a more inclusive place and both teams got fines because it was an ongoing investigation so they were finding any teams that mentioned it so yeah the nwsl just like really decided to not look good this week <laughs> 
Uh, and the bonus round this week also is that a 15-year-old girl wants to play for Portland, but the NWSL says no. Olivia Moultrie has been considered a professional since she was 13, actually, signing a deal with Nike, and a lawsuit has been filed. The argument is that, you know, you got players like uh, Alfonso Davies or Freddie Adu playing at very young ages in MLS, but they're not allowing the NWSL to do the same thing. So, you know, there's another thing that makes the NWSL look bad. The NWSL it's, has not looked good this week. <laughs> it's like how the age backers in the NCAA women's basketball, where she has to play four years of collegiate basketball because of the, the women's ruling, even though she's got so much hype with her now that she, the WNBA could really use her, but she's got to play another three years in college when the men's game is just the one-and-done rule. Yeah, it's, it, there's a lot about that. and Oh, man. Anyway, uh, the Red Stars uh, going on to we're, we're going on to other stuff. The Red Stars are going to be going up against the Portland team, which originally I had written my preview on them right before the dis, uh, disciplinary committee released the stuff about Morgan Weaver's red card being rescinded. I would I didn't think that that red card would be rescinded, so she is going to play. But uh, Portland has a very depleted lineup at the moment. Uh, having a forward suspended does not help. Uh, even though it probably should be two forwards suspended. But uh, the Red Stars got to take this opportunity to do something and like make something happen. Otherwise, like I think that you can we can start genuinely questioning if this team is built correctly or not. Uh, also, there's going to be another Red, Star, Red Stars game uh, on against KC the day that the day that we record the next podcast, probably. So uh, It'll be uh, it'll be right after we record, so I don't know what's going to happen. There's a very small sample size. We only saw we only saw one game, so it'll depend on the game against Portland. What really to look for in that in that game? So whatever. Uh, anyway, we can move on to uh, some quick MLS stuff before we get to the fire. Uh, I just want to mention some Champions League, uh, Concacaf Champions League stuff. Uh, Atlanta barely got past uh, Alajuelense. Uh, they won 2-0 on aggregate. They only won 1-0 in both legs. They're barely trying at the moment, so that's that's got to be concerning for Atlanta fans. Uh, Portland finish off marathon, 5-0 at home. It was 7-2 on aggregate. Fans got back in at Portland, although they were first there for the Thorns game. Uh, Philadelphia are hosting Saprissa after we record. They only won 1-0 on aggregate. Uh, the last game was very physical, so it's going to be interesting to see they how won the first leg responds. Yeah, they won the first leg 1-0. It's going to be and very interesting to see how the team responds to uh, the way that Saprissa was playing that game in Costa Rica. Especially uh, the, the the end incident, which I think won yeah. relatively... I think it was posted a bit online about the whole attack where I wasn't even given a red... Yeah, which is so Concacaf Champions League, unfortunately. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, and what the reaction to that is in the second leg. Uh, Toronto is hosting their second leg against Leon. I think while no, in uh, in about twenty minutes after right now as we're recording. So it's going to be done by the time that this goes up. But uh, it was one one in the first leg. So Toronto's going to be playing the second leg at home against Leon. So we'll see what happens there. Columbus is hosting Real Esteli uh, the day the episode drops. Uh, Columbus has a 4-0 lead, so whatever. I don't think anybody should worry too much. Uh, the Fire Now. Okay, our official Fire 2021 season preview. What are your hopes and dreams, everybody? I 
it just a good cup run. That's about it. They're they're not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... you got remember you gotta you gotta so that's that's two things in RJ qualifying for the cup and then a deep cup run. Uh, that's uh, I mean the first three games are I mean technically five, but it's it's doable. I I still don't know about that. The specific teams that we're playing against, I don't see it. Against, I I discussed this on a on a very hot podcast out there. <laughs> but um, looking at the one, two, three, four, five, just to make sure I can count. Um, the first five, you know, opponents. You have New England, which you know, a Chicago New England game is always exciting. Um, Atlanta, they have CONCACAF to worry about a few days later on the 27th. Red Bulls, that's a toss-up. Philadelphia, that's an instant L. And DC United is DC United this year, so I they're not a very good team anymore. Yeah. Um, so possibly, that's realistically about seven points. I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible for us to qualify, but I don't think we would. Uh, in, in terms, what part of Chicago are you from again? Uh, from oh, Midway it's, Airport. It's been a while. <laughs> Wait, but you it, it's, it's certainly doable. I mean, after after that, um, the fire is just going to collapse because you have Columbus, you have Inter, um, a hot Cincinnati team, Philadelphia again. So it's doable to qualify. Uh, the only reason why I lean uh, the other way is because it would be peak fire to not actually qualify for the Open Cup the one year they have to. That just seems like something the fire would do, to be fair. And I've, I've said to people, I, I want to see uh, the games at the Open Cup purely because I want to see the fire play at Toyota Park, uh, or I should say SeatGeek Stadium again. Because I might actually go to that game depending on circumstances. I miss, I miss Bridgeview. <laughs> yeah, it's... I'm I'm just looking at the squad and I mean I don't I watching that attack I was I liked it during the preseason up until that Vancouver game and then everything came crashing down watching that Vancouver game. I just don't really trust that anymore. That, uh, that Vancouver that ugh, I can't talk today. That Vancouver game was uh already mid-season peak fire. You have Calvo just messing up. You have Goals being conceded through um, through set pieces. Um, you have a penalty, which Barrage took, but he did nothing other than that. So it's already it's already peak season fire, like really early on. Yeah, it's it is. It, I I wanted to believe in this team, and then that game instantly was like, nope, not gonna do it anymore. Uh, there's. There's still a lot to like and to be interested in watching this season, but as we keep saying, it's just oh, don't see it. I don't see anything coming from this team. Uh, but want 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 to go into the game preview of the of the home opener of the season opener here? I mean, let's uh, before we do. I mean, let's just uh, talk. You know, just small positives about this team, and I think. It's always the midfield, regardless of who's coaching the fire. The midfield always shines for some reason. Um, Run from it, dread it. I think, so, so. I think a strong midfield is something that uh, 
Chicago soccer has in the same way that like Chica- uh, Chicago football always has a strong defense. No one knows why. I think that's why that's that's the same sort of thing as it's just a legacy thing that Chicago soccer always has a strong midfield heritage and whatnot. Like e- even in the dark pits of like Klopas, we and, still uh, had Yalop like and all those fine. We folks. still had like really strong holding midfielders. We still had like I mean, I think Pause is overrated by a lot of Fire fans, but like he was still like a half decent holding mid and stayed there for a long time. Then we had like what Lorenowitz, we had Polster, even Ritter was a half decent holding mid. You know. We just had a lot of good holding mids for a long time. Uh, at least they weren't the weakness there, but yeah, I mean, it's you uh, never had it'll a weakness. Nice see, it'll be nice to see more between Madron and Jimenez, and you'll need the midfield to step up, especially since they got rid of Georgie. So you've got to kind of have to justify the decision by having good midfield play. I and don't then, know. I, I don't think we need to justify Georgie any further than the amount that we got from him. Easy, I mean, we'll Georgie. See. I think if Wiki just played him in his correct spot, he, you know, would have blossomed. I, I remember, I think Wiki always played him on the left. So, yeah. Um, Georgie's like a true attacking midfield. But Georgie got hit with the same thing that Ship got. Wait. Well, Ship got hit by Frank Yallop. Well, I mean, Yallop played, played Ship out of position on the left wing when he should have been at the 10. And then he, he ended Tom up getting tra- out wide as well. And then he got no, no. Wait, listen to this. Ship was 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 a ten played at left wing, and was traded to Montreal. Nice. Georgie was a ten played at left wing and traded to Montreal. <laughs> Although at least with Georgie, it was the fact that the fire had two better center mids. To be fair, yeah. I'd still put him yeah, in better. and then drawn over them, and then you can't play those three together because then you're going to concede goals for fun. But you're gonna need him to step up now as a result. Also, is is Pineda playing center back or is he playing CDM? What do have, is that been He's figured out center yet? Because yeah. you have the you have the it's it's way too crowded in the midfield, and that's the thing. And the thing with center back is with with Kappelhoff back in the picture, you know, it's going to be Pineda and Kappelhoff fighting for that spot. Because unfortunately, Calvo's going to start. Calvo. They're just gonna start Calvo. Why don't they just do the back, do the back three or five then? But then you'd still have holes in the midfield. Because because Wiki prefers the back four for the most part. Like up front, it's it's kind of a mess, but there's always a constant back four. Yeah, but then just just put Panade in the the center CDM because then you can fit Kapoff in too. How and that soon? basically screws up the midfield then. How like, soon? Because without with um, because then you just put Jimenez, Madron, Pineda, and that's decent enough. Hold on, let me look up the roster here. Um, I was just going to ask uh, uh, the real questions here this season. How soon do you think that Chris Brady will be starting for the fire this season? Yeah, well, I mean, the, I questions are still, the questions are still a goalkeeper, to be fair, because they still have Bobby Shuttleworth. Yeah. And uh, we, I, I've, I've said my, my we're my starting we're, we're starting Bobby. Uh, you got. Uh, I mean, Kyle technically Paul speaking, we, we've got a we've got a few good young goalkeepers that just aren't ready yet, and we got Kenny who is injured, but he might just be starting the moment that he's back, which would be very disappointing. And Wait, is he not, has it not been like a year almost? I know he had an ACL tear, but no, he got that injury right at the end of the challenge at not the challenge. Yeah, Cup, the back. Back. 
No, it's oh, he's still recovering summer, from it. it. Yeah, it was oh, in the summer. Okay. It's summer. Adnan. I mean, because Adnan, uh, in regards to the midfield, because you have a healthy uh, Luka back. So you have uh, Stojanovic, Madron, Jimenez. Jimenez will actually like be center defense. So he'll, okay, because if he's playing the six, then fair enough, but I don't know. It seems like a lot of number eights would be the problem, because Stojanovic as well is a number Stoyan- eight. I, I think Stojanovic is going to be um, going to be rotating between an eight and a ten this season. That's I just... think he will be, like, the engine of this midfield. Fair, because I think he was playing before he got injured. He was ahead of Georgia in the packing order from like mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we'll see then. So that's the thing. I mean, and that's like I I would prefer Pineda and Kapelhoff playing together over Kapelhoff Calvo or Pineda Calvo. I mean, Calvo, you know, he's a good captain, but you know, not all captains play. Like, look at Wes Morgan with the Leicester. Braven so. as well. Braven's captain isn't a starter. Oh, this is breaking news. Uh, for for Red Stars stuff. Uh, Kayla Sharples has been ruled out due to COVID protocol. Uh, so that's just random breaking news that I just needed to mention for the Red Star stuff as we're recording. And then what's it up? Is it a, is, is it a front three? Is it a front two? Because so, I've not hidden that. I've not watched any preseason. And I kind of, I only need to know someone to expect. Just like, so so, so my, right now it's looking that a four will play up with Barrage. But to start. I, Front two, interesting. Or hold on, no. What am I? What am I thinking? Because we still you need Marich, Frankowski, Alaseda. Uh, no, Alaseda's injured, so that's why I said a four. Oh yeah, and then him and the Bulgarian are injured, and then Collier and uh, Herbers, right? Yeah, so it's 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 going to be, you know, um, a four Barrich, Frankowski, and then you have um, Jimenez, Alaseda. Stojanovic, and then the back. My name is Madron. Yeah, sorry. Um, no fun. Uh, the back, Pornstein, of course. Um, Calvo, and then either Kapelhoff or or um, yeah, or uh, Sekulich. And Sekulich. I'm so incredibly disappointed at the lack of depth in uh, in the in the forward position, which is like. There's a lack of depth for the whole team. It's all kids. Yeah. Just, just get I'm it's fine. Just, it's like coming into the bench for the home opener. It's gonna be all kids. I'm fine with all kids. Like we, but the thing is that we don't even have kids at forward. That's the thing. We don't even have that. I mean, technically, we have. Uh, it's not for me to look at the Monas, Monas, Monas and Gutierrez. So, I I don't think they. No, no, I don't think they're not they forwards. They're, they're more midfields, but yeah, that's, that's I was gonna say they're not forwards. Monas is a left midfielder, I believe, and uh, Gutierrez is also a left midfielder. So I, it's I, we don't have any depth at forward. Yes, we our only depth is kids, but we don't even have that at that forward position. And Kai Kamara is just sitting there. <laughs> Kai Kamara is just sitting there. I want to I think the show is like, I don't know, was it a few episodes ago where I stand, say, or start ranting about just the scouting system or what Heinz is doing? It's like, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure the the players that you know that we got are going to be wonderful players Eventually. in two to three years. But the fire needs a combination of both right now. And like it's, I said, you know, I mean, we do have we do have some players that are good right now. Uh, the problem is, is that they're not exactly good enough. And yeah. Uh, Oh man, there was something on Big Soccer recently where we're talking about uh, this is the least creative roster since blank, and there are a lot of people saying that it's the least it's the least creative roster since uh, since the since the Yallop era, basically. You're, you're still prowling around Big Soccer, Jiggly. Yeah, because I'm, How old I, are hang you out, I hang out with the old guys. That's for my dad. That sounds yeah, really. A pause. I can't disrespect Big Soccer too much because my dad loves that side. So. I'll, I'll understand. That's not for me. That's, that's for also shows. that's also most of our audience. <laughs> but it's like think? the it's like the front office lacks. It's like the front office is somewhat apathetic. Like the fans are kind of apathetic for this season because we've discussed how this year kind of doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's the twilight zone for different reasons. So it's like the front office is like, yeah, whatever. We'll just see what we can do this year, and then we'll. But then the fire have been doing that for years, it seems, where we just keep pushing toward next since since the summer of twenty seventeen was it when we made the playoffs. It I just seems that's... like no, it's, it's not a fair point, but you see, I I don't mind big soccer. Um but I, I prefer our fans to, you know, to be more homegrown, to like know about our podcast through uh flyers that I stuck on pigeons and <laughs> somehow ended up in like I don't know, Nebraska or whatever. The brown line. Yeah, the brown line. Uh, it's just. Uh, I don't I, think they're beating New England. I think that the, yeah. Well, I mean, we can get to that in a second. I was just going to mention. I think that the big thing we should be looking at is the summer window, and if we do anything there, because they said that they were done signing players for this window. So I would be expecting some something more during the summer window. Daniel Sturridge for Boston. I mean, Daniel Sturridge, you can get him whenever. He's a free agent. But they're only going to get him in summer, so that's what I mean. Yeah. If Daniel Sturridge is the big signing in the summer, then this, this club is in more danger than I thought. He'd be, he'd, be smart, he'd be a smart signing, but he's not the big name summer signing that this team would need. I mean, they're... they're I mean, you, you can't fill you... Soldier Field anyway. I mean, it's going to be like 20 people because of uh, Corona, so... Yeah, we don't need a big name signing, but we need a big signing that will do something, you know? Like Daniel Sturridge would run circles in this league. It's been a while since I've heard anything about Daniel Sturridge, to be fair. Well, uh, we got a game preview of uh, New England, the New England game. What do you think happens here? Not good. Because uh, we forget how good New England were last year because they yeah, were the conference finalists. I I will be optimistic actually. I will say it's going to be a two-one win. Oh boy! Like uh, I I want to be optimistic for the first time in a long while. Um, it's just you know it's a home game. Uh, Bobby Shuttleworth always, you know, turns into prime Manuel Neuer against his old teams. So, with an exception to Minnesota. Um, <laughs> Something just against New England. Against New England. Um, I'm optimistic, and I'm excited. Uh, 
I was going to go until I realized I really don't want to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I'll go the next home game for sure, but I'm like... I'm, I'm going. I, I actually nice. got my vaccine on Sunday for some strange reason. Uh, my dad just decided on, on, on Thursday that he was going to sign me up for the to go get the Johnson & Johnson at a Jewel. <laughs> so that's uh-huh. what I did on Sunday. Well, that's that's good. At least, um, I'll. I'm not going to that game. I don't know if I'm going to any games, but uh, yeah. I'll. As I've I've highlighted before, I am not as hopeful as, as or as optimistic as as RJ is. I'm not as good of a person. In regard. Um, I'll probably say two one loss. Where it, it'll probably be a close game just because it's the first game of the season. There's always the yeah. out process, but I think New England just have more talent than we do with the Gustavo Bowl and the Gale Hill. They're both quality. And gonna, I think they can I'm just gonna, win the game on their own. To be fair, and Bruce Arena knows what he's doing in MLS at least. Right. I'm I'm gonna say that this first that this first game is gonna see a nice little dead cap bounce from the fire, and it's gonna be a two two draw. Yeah, we got a whole king caboodle here. Though. Yeah, we got we got we got a whole level because I think yeah I think that. It's gonna be a. We're gonna give up a late goal. Uh, that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna be leading into like the 85th minute or something, and then give up a late goal. That will be so, scored by Gustavo Bo. <laughs> so it's it's funny. I know Bruce Arena doesn't like to lose, but he also doesn't rate the Open Cup. <laughs> so it, it's it's like you know that little stupid meme where that guy is like gonna press two buttons. Yeah. That's basically Bruce Arena right now. So, um, so New England will be winning one nil, and then in the 90th minute, their goalkeeper will score two own goals. So Bruce Arena does not have to worry about the open cup specifically. So he doesn't have to worry about the open cup. And then the fire will, will, will celebrate the victory to no end. I like the <laughs> idea. I like the idea that New England Revolution will qualify for the U.S. Open Cup, but Bruce Arena will turn it down. That reminds me of um, the the own goal thing. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about this but uh long ago back in like madagascar or whatever uh there was a score line of 149 zero because they didn't one, right yeah because they didn't agree with some league stuff so yep that's what new england needs to do for the for the sake of i don't know the more fun Serena. the the more fun one was the uh the whole thing about like there was a central american game no, it was a, uh, it, God, it was, uh, it's, it was on, uh, an SB Nation video, uh, about, like, the weird rules one, where apparently in a, in a Caribbean cup, I think, there was, uh, there were two teams, they, they changed the rules for oh, some no, it was, reason. I think it was, uh, Barbados Granada. Yeah, it was the golden goal where, like, if you won an overtime with the golden goal, you get two goals, which would have helped the, uh, which would have helped the one of the teams make it into qualification, and so they were winning going going into injury time, and they realized that they needed to score an own goal so that they could get to overtime, so they can get the two goal advantage because it would be easier to score an own goal two than it would be advantage. to score a second goal. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody, long story short, the two teams then started trying to score on goals against each other and then defending both nets at the same time. And if that's what we get this weekend, then I'm all for it. Then I'll be back involved with the fire this season. But I, I have that feeling that we won't see that much excitement, unfortunately. 
Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I thought this was the first game at Soldier Field, and then I remembered all of last season happened, which is uh, it's gonna be the ideal. first like yeah. The thing is, uh, the thing that I kept mentioning about like seeing the logo at the stadium, it's, there's not a lot of logo imagery at the stadium at the moment. So at least from the images that we're seeing, like from the promotional materials. Yeah, I was um I was around the area. I went to Shed Aquarium last uh, Thursday, and Soldier Field is right next to it, and. There's like nothing indicating, you know, the fire plays there. Well, I just mean more like with the promotional materials. I mean, they're probably going to set everything. They're probably going to be setting everything up like today or something. But, but wouldn't they like at I've least set the, up banners and stuff? Like I know, I've, I've seen, seen the banners. one logo. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Outside Soldier Field. Sorry. Yeah, I, I've seen like they should be setting up like those street lamp banners leading up to. Home opener, but you know what do I know? I'm not the fire's marketing team. Even the fire have a sense of apathy. Maybe that's good that we've all recognized that. We've all recognized that this season is kind of a wash. We're gonna wait until next season. That's the it's thing. It's 2023. like depressing, but it's just what it is. How are we still gonna have blue jerseys in 2022, man? That still haunts me. That that news still haunts me too. Because <laughs> before that, I just thought, okay, I'll still be able to like support the lads because I know 2022 things will be back to normal and just knowing the pain and we got here we go boys that's I don't know that's why we have to to support uh, Pontiacos Chicago next week week, no I'm kidding the the biggest news of the week is that next week Adnan and I will be streaming us playing uh, MLB the show together (laughs) mom <laughs> that is not a promise. We d- I don't know if that's going to happen. That that was a that, joke that we that, made. That joke got me so uh, like that caught me so off guard. I just closed the Discord app for some reason. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I I would stream with you guys, but I'm playing on a different console. someday is, we need yeah. to someday we need to start doing some doing some FIFA streams of us doing dumb stuff and hopefully get a get an audience there, guys. Tell your friends. Oh, no, sorry, last thing, because RJ was hinting about the biggest news is that Jibril Cisse has joined a path in oh, yeah. Chicago. Oh, who, yeah, who sorry, actually, I pronounced it wrong. My bad. Yeah, Cisse no, joined. Uh, Cisse he's, plays he's, in Chicago now. <laughs> he plays, he, generally my friend plays for that same team. You see, I don't, I don't rate Liverpool, and I definitely don't rate the Uber Eats Liga, but I've always rated Cisse, so. Same. Why don't the fire just they bring him in? We, they could use the striker. Yeah, we need a striker. <laughs> He's 46, right? <laughs> it's better than the, the <laughs> seven the seven year old that will be coming off the bench, apparently. Hey. <laughs> we gotta do something, at least. Uh that's it. Uh I'm Jiggly. I've still been odd, man. I am CC. Uh nice. make, make sure you get your vaccine. <laughs>